Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, Fijian football's poster boy Roy Krishna is returning home. The National Under-20s team find out their World Cup fate. And rugby league bosses in Papua New Guinea present their vision for the future. But first, the fallout from the Wellington Sevens, which saw New Zealand triumph. Samoa slide further into crisis and Fiji bemoan the referees. The All Black Sevens defended their home title, beating England 37-21 in the final to leapfrog Fiji into second on the World Series standings. Samoa finished a lowly 14th in Wellington to drop to 9th place overall, missing the Cup quarterfinals for the third tournament running and winning just one game out of six. Coaches Fuima Ono Titimaya Tafua and Rudy Moores refused to speak to media after the tournament, but Captain Rupena Levasa told reporters their recent performances have not been acceptable. Very disappointing result for us. This is not we are accepted that we are aiming for the cup final for this tournament. We're playing down uh, the, the shield level. So we will try our best uh, for next uh, next week tournament in Vegas. I hope we will uh, correct all our mistakes and work on our uh, mistakes to improve our performance in Las Vegas. Why is the series so tough for you this year? Because it's... The whole series has been quite tough for you. This yeah, year. yeah, yeah. Can you can you think of reasons why? Yeah, I know. I think um, series becoming uh, tough uh, this year because of the the top four will be automatically qualified for the Olympics next year. So that's why the, it's different from uh, the other past series. So for us, and I know we we still have the chance to to be in the top four if we win all those tournaments remaining. Samoa did make. A strong start, obviously, on the Gold Coast, making it to the final there, and traditionally you guys are up there. Uh, do you think you still have the talent within the team to get to that cup final, to win those tournaments, and maybe you're just in bad form, or there's been a lot of change of players in the last couple of tournaments? Has that been an issue? Yeah, from the start, we we started well in uh, the Coco uh, Stamens. The last two leagues in Dubai and um, South Africa given us a, a poor performance, as well as this week. So. As you know, we have uh, some of the new players coming in in the, in the side. It's up to the coach. Whatever he thinks, we will try to improve our performance uh, next week. How's it been having Tim Nanai-Williams come in, but just for the tournaments? Is that quite difficult for the other players? Yeah, I know it's a uh, difficult decision, um, especially the Samoa Rugby Union and within our team. But we don't uh, blame him. Uh, we have to, to give him a chance to... As you know, the, there are a few rules to play in uh, four leagues. 
yeah, and to switch on on uh, some more rugby union to play for the World Cup uh, 15 this year or this year. So I know we will we, we'll play together with him. He got an experience. But is it difficult for other players because you don't get to train with him? So he comes in and you, do you have to teach him a lot of your plays and your calls and it just makes things a bit more uncertain, I guess, as you start a tournament? Yeah, yeah, that's the difficult thing uh, with us. We have enough enough time to to, to work together with him, uh, especially in our plays and our moves, but we don't play him. Do you like the fact that you can get players who played, say, for the All Black Sevens? Are you happy that the rules change to, to help teams? Yeah, as you know, we'll, um, the Samoa Rugby Union, given the, the opportunities um, to all the New Zealand players, uh, the Samoa New Zealand players playing in New Zealand as well and New Australia. So I think there are a lot of uh, experienced players in uh, in New Zealand and even in Australia than in Samoa. So it's a good um, switch from the IRP. In terms of the performance on the field over at Pena, in a lot of the games it appears you guys were sort of in control or you know sort of uh, had possession and, and then maybe you just didn't take the opportunities. I think Greg Foy said that yesterday that you felt in control of a couple of those pool games and, and then you know you can see the try or consider yellow card and it all changes. Uh, did you feel like you're not far away? Is it, is it just little things in games, little mistakes that are creeping up? Do you do you think like a, a strong performance is is around the corner? Yeah, as you know uh, from the start uh, against Scotland. It's, um, the score finishes 14-12 because of uh, we made a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mistakes. Even, even we, we 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 have the position, but we didn't uh, do it well. So that that's got us uh, giving us the opportunity to score and to attack us. As I said, we have to improve ourselves in uh, next week for the last Vegas League. What's been the reaction of the coaches? Are they coming down hard on you? Are they encouraging you or? We feel uh, very disappointed, but at the end, um, still uh, advice for some uh, changes with us, especially our attitude and discipline on the field and out the field. So for us, we have uh, to work hard, especially the next week uh, tournament in Vegas. It's probably quite hard for a player to hear that, though. Yeah, and yeah. How tough is it when you sat there and being told that? It's not. No one likes to be told to do better, do they? Yeah, yeah. It's too hard for us, yeah. Is the criticism from back home difficult as well? Obviously, the chairman is your prime minister, and he's said you guys need to just sort of harden up, basically, and stop making excuses. Obviously, you've, it's very tough. You've said that out there. Everyone wants to make the top four. Uh, does that pressure weigh on you at all when you're out on the field, or are you able to... Obviously, people back home want to see you do well as well, and all the supporters. Is, does that make it more difficult? We didn't uh, much, uh, think uh, much pressure from the chairman, even if he gave us uh, some advices and from the feelings from uh, some comments from the, the public, especially the Samoan supporters back in home and even here in uh, Wellington. But for us, we have to do the best we, ha- we can. Fiji were forced to settle for the plate title in Wellington after being knocked out by England in extra time in the Cup quarterfinals. Captain Osea Kolonisau and Ford Semikunatani missed the quarterfinal defeat after being suspended for dangerous play in the final pool match against Australia the night before. Ben Ryan says it was a bitter blow to lose their two best players and says nothing seemed to go their way. Overall, really disappointed with the weekend and what happened in that England game. The five hours I spent inciting um, the banning of our two best players. Uh, it's not often, you know, publicly I, I say how disappointed I was with the officials this weekend, but we didn't get any decisions and particularly in the game against England there were uh, 
a whole number of decisions that didn't go our way. And unfortunately, you know, looking back at the video, uh, the rub of the green wasn't ours this weekend. But we got a very good side and um, nobody's injured. And we're going to go to Vegas with uh, a point to prove. The boys are going to be good on a narrow pitch the way we want to play. Big, strong runners offloading, keeping the ball alive. Uh, defensively, it will allow us to be even more aggressive. So got to get the, this week right in America so that we can hit a three-day tournament really hard. Traditionally, that narrow pitch hasn't always been your best friend. You haven't always enjoyed it. So have you adapted sort of the team to, to, to fit that in a way? Yeah, well, certainly when I was an England coach, you know, we had a lot of pace and it really was all negated on not just the width of the pitch, but they lay the grass on the Astro. It makes it slow as well. You also don't get much of a lift off kickoffs. So teams that can look after the ball uh, have done well, uh, Samoa and South Africa in the past, but we can still find space, you know, you've only got to see the the boys playing in their villages back home, they can make a lot of space out of very little areas and um, the pitch should not be um, a negative for us at all, Um, we can really play our normal game I think on it, so hey, let's see what what next weekend has has to hold. Ben, after this uh, Wellington Sevens, you have uh... Uh, you now lie third on the uh, Irving right. table. Okay. To slip down, uh, mm. uh, probably you uh, make a man of it uh, when you go to Las Vegas and try to climb up again. Yeah, exactly right. You know, I think after Las Vegas, the top three will probably be pulling away. If we had beaten England in that quarterfinal, it would have been at least 20 points difference between us and the, anybody outside the top four, and that's one foot in Olympic qualification. So. Look, please, we bounce back. We've lost one game in extra time here, one game in extra time in Dubai. We didn't lose in Gold Coast. We've only, you know, we've got a very good win ra- ratio, but that quarter-final game against England um, was a very uh, bitter pill to swallow, really, as well as um, our bans overnight. So, you know, I've been pretty angry all weekend, really, and I, publicly, I always normally say for refereeing that you know we should be good enough that you that take the referee out of it. But there were too many marginal decisions this weekend that put us on the back foot. So will you be talking to Paddy O'Brien or, or someone from officialdom about any concerns you have? Yeah, uh, I've, had a great, I've had a great conversation with Paddy and um, you know, we're both honest uh, operators and we're both trying to make the game uh, better. So no, I had a great conversation with Paddy and you know, we're all trying to produce a, uh, something on the field that we can be proud of and truly Olympic and uh, you know, we're all working hard towards that. Meanwhile, it was a tough return to the top table for Papua New Guinea, who failed to win a game and scored just two tries across their five matches. The World Series continues this weekend in the United States, with New Zealand, Fiji, Samoa and Wales all in the same pool. Fiji football's poster boy Roy Krishna is returning home. The 27-year-old will make a rare appearance on home soil in June after it was announced his Wellington Phoenix team will tour Fiji as part of their pre-season preparations. The Phoenix will play two games against the Fijian national team in Suva and Mba, while the academy side will play twice against Fiji's under-23 team, who are preparing for the Pacific Games in Port Moresby. Krishna is the first Fijian to play in the A-League and told reporters he's looking forward to showing his teammates the Fijian culture. First I was like, yes, no, I'm going home. So, you know, it's, it's an honour to, to go back home and uh, take my teammates and show them what Fiji is about. Can you tell us about the, uh, the love for football in Fiji? Oh, it's, it's growing day by day, you know. And you can see in the league, uh, back at home, the two teams just qualify for the old league and, uh, you know, the, the reaction and the atmosphere is, is getting bigger day by day. And, Obviously, when we've got Phoenix over there, there'll be a lot of crowds, so hopefully they come out with the numbers. 
Do you feel that there are other players over there who could do what you've done in the A-League? Yeah, of course. You know, like I said, there's, there's a huge talent back at home, not only in Fiji, but around, around the Pacific region. And um, yeah, like I said, Anderson didn't do well, but there was some good talents out there in Fiji. And uh, Uni just indicated that in these games between Fiji and the Phoenix that you'll be playing for Fiji. So what's your reaction to that? <laughs> um, no, it's, like I said, you know, going back home, it's, it's all nine. Take this teammates, it'll be, be huge. And hopefully, I don't know who will be the captain for Fiji, but it'll be a great honour playing against these guys. And uh, no, it's, it'll be amazing. How do you think it would be being marked by Ben Sigmund? He probably had it at training. What do you think it'll be like in an actual game? No, I reckon we'll be alright, we'll be alright. He's a good mate and uh, you know, hopefully we're looking for to play against each other and we'll see where we go. Can you tell us what, what Ernie Merrick has done for your game? Oh yes, he's a big factor in, in my soccer career. No, like, I, I came here, I thought I knew everything, everything about football but I was wrong. You know, he taught me a lot, a lot. You know, he's a good coach and um, like, like you can see in my game, you know, every, every, every week I'm a different person and you know, playing under him is is an honour, and you know there's still a lot to learn, and you know I'm, I'm enjoying every moment under him. Well, when I signed, I knew it's gonna be hard. You know, there was like so good players uh, that were waiting in the list, and I was one of them. And I was new, and I knew it's gonna be hard for me to get in the starting eleven. But you know, that's um, since I've been playing soccer, I never give up, and you know that's I think my my big factor in my soccer career. You know, I never give up, and I like to learn about football much and um, like I said all the credit goes to Annie and he taught me a lot that's why I'm starting every game. That's the Wellington Phoenix and Fiji football striker Roy Krishna. Meanwhile the Fiji under 20 team have been drawn to face European champions Germany, Uzbekistan and Honduras in their group in the upcoming FIFA under 20 World Cup which starts in New Zealand at the end of May. The Papua New Guinea Rugby Football League says a record turnout at their annual general meeting shows how far the sport has come in a short space of time. 79 affiliates were present at this year's AGM in Wabag at the end of January, up from 34 last year. Audited financial statements were also presented to the membership for the first time in six years, for the period from 2010 until 2013. PNG RFL Chairman Sanders Saka says major progress has been made since the disappointing World Cup campaign in 2013. The interest in the game has actually picked up in the last uh, 12 months. It's probably the largest stadium we've, uh, we've had a convent for the last 15 years that I've been involved with the game. There's been a lot of changes in PNG Rugby League in the last few years and the, it wasn't so long ago that you struggled to get enough affiliates at one of these events or the events were getting called off at the last minute and, and all that. So to, to be from where you were to where you are now must be quite satisfying. 14 months ago, we would not have dreamed of, to be where we are today and to a broad uh, organization. The PNG RFL to where it is now a credible organization, good governance and management structures that can, you know, give confidence to our coaches and the government that, you know, we have a vision and we have a to progress rugby league. And on the footy field, you know, after a disappointing World Cup 2013 was uh, basically an indictment on the status of the game at the time. There was a game at that time was the management and the uh, rugby league was literally dead. So when we went to the World Cup, uh, that's the performance. I think the performance we got was what we deserved. But uh, in hindsight, uh, we can say that it was it was a reality check for us. It gave us a, gave us an assessment of where we are, both domestically and internationally. And it was a rude awakening in a sense for proud people that call rugby league the national sport. But 
it has given us a motivation to you know get out of the abyss where we were and rebuild the game, both on the footy field and off the field and management and strides we have made, like you mentioned, in the last 14 months. And it was reflected at the AGM. For the first time in 15, 16 years, uh, affiliates, all affiliates were united. They said, we're, you know, we're proud of the NGRFLS and the organization. They have full confidence in their express, full confidence in the board and management and the, you know, and the plans and uh, structures that uh, we've tried to uh, put in place to rebuild again. Uh, it, was, it was all unanimous. Uh, the financials, for the first time, we were able to you know, provide the financials. So we had to get the auditors to pick up do the audits for the 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014. So we provided the financial, audited financial statements uh, for about the last six years. And uh, that is just an indication of uh, the progress and stride we've made in the game and confidence that the AGM expressed in the board management and the strategic plan that was presented at the AGM to take the game you know, into the next World Cup uh, was a sort of you know, confidence, not just in the board and the management, but in the game and the future of the game in the country. One of the challenges, of course, over the last few years was the financials. When times were tough and there was instability in the organisation, there really wasn't any money to go around. And, of course, if you don't have any money, it's very hard to start you know, building, building things again. So in light of being able to present the uh, financial accounts for the past six or so years, including the last 14 months uh, when your administration has been involved, um, you know, what, what is the financial state of the PNGRFL? Is, is it in a healthy position? Is there... Is there money in the bank to fulfil the programmes and the and the plans you have going forward? Uh, the organisation that uh, my board uh, inherited was basically, you could call it a dysfunctional organisation uh, that basically was bankrupt. Uh, as the state of the game was uh, at the time that we inherited the game, and to a large extent it still is now, we are largely dependent on uh, government support and corporate sponsorships to run our programmes. And, uh, you know... To give confidence to the government and the sponsors that continuously put in money into the game for us to develop the game, we have to give them some confidence that the, the money they're putting into the game is being put to a good use and that uh, we're accountable for the dollars uh, that uh, we, uh, we receive from our you know, corporate partners and the government. But more so the challenge uh, for us in the last 14 months, and, uh, and it's something that the board is addressing seriously, is because at this point in time, we, we are the probably only country in the world where the sport is the national sport. And with the growing brands of about the PNGRFL, our national team, the team took the Comus and uh, our you know, franchise in the Inter Super Cup, the Hunters. These are growing brands. And the brands and the growth give us opportunity to, in a sense, commercialize uh, the, the game in PNG so that to a large extent we can become self-financing going into the future with the construction of the facilities for the Pacific Games and with the stadiums coming up, provide opportunities where, you know, rugby league being the national sport and the popularity we have, we can raise our own resources to fund our rugby league development programs. At some stage in the future, uh, you know, PNGRFL and the rugby league has to be able to become self-financing for us to continue to guarantee the sustainability of our rugby league programs in the country. And we are in a position to do that. Uh, we've actually, uh, we presented as the AGM, the PNGRFL, we've recouped uh, in a couple of our properties that were lost uh, over the last three years. We 
uh, properties in Mosby and Madang, and we're looking to recouping some properties in Lay and Goroka that over time uh, sort of changed hands under the table and in deals that have you know, led to the demise of the game. Given the strides we've made, do not basically guarantee that we will succeed. But actually, that gives us the guarantee that if we keep doing the right things, persevere with our governance and management reforms uh, and the financial management practices and you know, invest in the football, both at the domestic front and at the international game, uh, we, we can reach our potential and which is to be one of... Go back to when Papua New Guinea was probably the fourth or the third biggest rugby league playing country in the world. So that's our plan. But there's a lot of hard work ahead. We can't move a magic wand and expect things to changed overnight, but with hard work, perseverance, and a commitment to the cost that the board and the management have set in place. Uh, I think uh, in the rugby league, we'll have a good future. That's the chair of the Papua New Guinea Rugby Football League, Sanders Saka. And that's the world in sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.